Hi, and welcome to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Every week we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Mel. I'm Katie. And we're your hosts. This week we watched Bastille Day, directed by James Watkins and released in 2016. The plot goes something like this. A young American pickpocket in Paris is caught up in an anti-terrorist operation with a maverick CIA agent. So when I, I I hadn't seen the trailer for this movie, I didn't know anything about it. Nothing. You just were like, let's go see Bastille Day. It has Idris Elba in it. I didn't look it up. I knew it was an action movie with Idris Elba in it. I was like, sounds good to me. Um, (laughs) But uh, I didn't know that they would both be playing Americans. I just assumed they'd both be playing English because they're both English. And the director is also English. And like the movie is clearly an English production. Mm -hmm. It was, and Mary Riley is also in it. Yeah. Also playing American. And the whole thing, you're like, why? Why is everybody American in this mm, was movie? Very, Kelly Riley, do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. She played Mary in something. Yes. <laughs> so good. Like, Sorry. Mary was, Riley. Wasn't that a Julia Roberts movie? No, no, no. Wait. Mary, wasn't, isn't that, um, didn't she play Watson's wife in the Sherlock Holmes? Oh, RDJ? yes, she did. She yeah. did. Kelly Riley, yeah. And isn't John's wife, isn't Watson's wife Mary? Yes. See? That's why I called her Mary. <laughs> there you go. Easy. Um, yeah, so it, it's it's I didn't get to see her dying in this one. Um, but it was it was very <laughs> strange to me that this was what they decided to go for and then just put all British people in it. Um Fortunately Idris Elba's accent was pretty good. Richard Madden's was okay. Yeah. His yeah, was- even Idris Elba though, it's it's a bit weird because he's got that he, he's got so many vocal things that are really recognizable, like mm. that growl. Um Yeah. So no, it was a bit I, weird. It, I think, like, yeah, his he he has like British vocalizations, but at least his accent was all right. Mm, um, although it, I am a bit forgiving because I did see a movie last night with pretty bad accents in it. So. Yeah, I, I, but it wasn't enough to distract from too much. Although it also would have made no difference to the movie at all if they'd been from whatever well, James Bond made, is from MI five. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it might have a little bit too. Um, Idris Elba's character, because I think they're going for a very specifically American thing with the, um, the like beating down the door, all that sort of stuff. Mm. The, the but see, yeah, but like, violence of him. But yeah, the current bond, ever bond watched is like that. Luther or, or current Bond or current British TV at all. It, it's all very gritty like that and yeah. breaking down doors. And there, uh, there was a bit, I guess, um, early on where he first takes. Richard Madden to a safe house and he's got him hooded and stuff. That's a particularly American thing to do. Yes, but, but that doesn't mean Richard only, Madden has to be American. Well, and that seems to be, yeah, the only bit that's American. It's a very it's a weird decision in an otherwise pretty good movie that I heard, just heard nothing about. Yeah, I mean, I don't know whether it's just because, like, in Australia it's so hard to access any movies with black leads mm. um, or if it's because the movie just didn't get a huge amount of – attention but it was it was enjoyable i liked it It was pretty good Mm. well i actually think this hasn't had a huge amount of attention because i follow a fashion site that's got a bit of an obsession with idris elba and so we'll put up any pictures of any events that he does and i have not seen any to do with this that's really strange yeah it's just kind of landed but it's really good it's like as what did you call it die hard in paris yeah oh that was what i said was the elevator pitch it's just die hard in paris i mean it really is because it's like renegade cop and the people posing as terrorists so that they can rob, uh, bu- like steal a bunch of money. And I mean, it, a thief it, with a heart, a pickpocket with a heart of gold, and um, a girl who's caught up, a girl, an idealistic young girl who gets caught up and radicalized by these people. And yeah, I'm trying to figure out how that ties into Die Hard. It do- well, it doesn't. That's what. It, no. But it's it tra- ties into a lot of heist movie action yeah. movie tropes. I think basically it's just the Idris Elba, and and the, yeah. especially when the Idris Elba character Briar Briar um goes into the bank at the end. That was all very um, John McLean to me. It was. Although I think this was able to actually look at some 
using Paris, it was it was actually a pretty good decision because they were able to look at things like all the anti-Islamic stuff and all the rise of fascism in Europe and things like that, which I think I felt were bad an for the French though backdrop. Because there's no good French, there's no French good guys except for maybe Zoe, and she starts out as going to bomb somebody. Like yeah. there's nobody in this movie that's one of the heroes that's French. Mm. Well, you, you, well, that's yes, because all the bad guys are establishment French. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, there, there's like you know the young people protesting, and there's the no, but um, I mean like the innocent got, Muslims who get arrested, and we've got two American heroes played by Brits in France. Mm. Then none of the main ca- like none of the heroes are French. Mm. Except for again, like the girl who changes sides, which was it was. There's a lot of like casual sexism in this movie too. You should never trust a girl. You can't trust girls. That sort of thing. Yeah, and she, it's not like she really changes changes sides either because the she was being used as like a um what's the word patsy. Like yes, she but was, she did still take a bomb to what she thought was right. going to be an empty building. Yeah, she, she still was she, going to bomb a building. Bomb, yeah, a, yes, a, a building. Yeah, the fascist's office. Um, it's just the, the, the worst terror plot ever. These guys are so well organized, except for this one thing where they trust this girl to, like, take the bomb to the place and then... Well, you say that, but there are, there's also an aspect to when you have a terror plot is that if everybody involved doesn't know the whole picture, it's a lot easier to get them to do their little bit. Yes, so I she am- thinks that she's, you know, being um, this hero of the people and going to bomb the not very well disguised building of the Front National, the fascist party. Um, and so, she, you know, that I actually make, that actually makes sense is to con some like idealistic young protester into doing something, you know, go, oh, it's yes, just like you green have peace. To, you kind have of to thing. radicalize them properly. She wasn't radicalized enough to do that job. No. And they, like, pro- and they should have been, and, and they were, they were well enough organized and trained that they should have been able to do that better. I think the problem you was think. that. Thing is they she, were all radicalized. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they they didn't they didn't put enough like and and that kind of uh, unraveled their whole plot. Not because she's a girl, but no. because they was, hadn't they didn't pick somebody who was like who they and they be knew that there were problems the with it. Well, yeah, because they were like, oh, it'll be empty. But of course, as soon as she walks in, um, there's a group of cleaners, all people of color, who walk in, and they their job is to clean the, these fascist offices every night. And so, of course, she immediately goes no i'm not i'm not blowing up this place i'm not going to kill these people right and and that's the thing is that if uh, it's based on lies like that are very easy to see through she's not uh, she should be like if you're going to get somebody then they need to be willing to kill people but they Mm. wouldn't put that make that role that person because we were supposed to still feel sympathy for her but it can be done i've seen other films where you see like people who are like eco-terrorists or something you know you've seen plots where they i don't know where they do that kind of thing, where they're like bomb an empty building or something, they want to, they want to use, they use violence, but they they don't want to kill anybody. Right, but that's that's where she thought she was coming from, but that's not where the actual people in charge of this operation were coming from. It, it's just it, this movie is kind of feels like a movie that wants to have its cake and eat it too. You know what I mean? Like they they want to have like these a, a sympathetic radicalized girl. Yeah, and the, and the sympathetic um um pickpocket as well, where he's like, mm-hmm. I don't kill people and all that sort of stuff. Um. Like they 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 kind of they want their heroes to be sympathetic, but at the same time want them to be involved in this plot and all that sort of stuff. And you're like, uh, yeah, it, it is. Kind of, it did feel that way a bit to me because this the other guys are so smart and so connected and so well organized. So like, and and a lot of the time they actually were smart and well organized and did things went about things in a smart way, as opposed to, for instance, Richard Madden's character who was hopeless. 
God. Climbing out onto the roof when um when Idris Elba comes to get him into his apartment. Mind you, makes for one of the best rooftop chases I've ever seen. Yeah, it was a great chase because it all felt like there were actual consequences yeah, for he, everything. Yeah, he felt like he could fall off that roof at any minute. It was hard to climb everything. It was – you could f- – and, and then when they get down onto the ground into the market, he, they make a mess. They bump into people. It's, like, quite visceral and well mm. done, I thought. Yeah, I did. I liked that. But in when all he coat hangers him off the mo- off the Vespa, oh my god! Yeah, that was great. Yeah, all of the chase scenes and all of the fight scenes in this felt kind of real, like that. They, they were felt quite like hard, like very hard hitting. I'm, I just punched into my fist. <laughs> sorry, but um, yeah, like they were very hard hitting. They felt quite gritty. There's and- a bit right near the end where Idris Elba. There's one of the dirty cops and he has a grenade on his shirt and he pulls the pin of the grenade, then covers the guy on mm, the ground. Mm. That was great. I loved that. What a badass. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Idris Elba was like like full on badass. This was this. a great Idris Elba role. This this walks right out. of Like he, he could walk off the set of Luther, take off the coat and come straight into this role. Like this sort of morally compromised um, but morally centered Man of the law, gonna do what's right, gonna, uh, but, but I need to use my maverick methods and like perfect. Just that's a perfect Idris role. I liked him and Richard Madden together too. They were actually really cute together. Like, but I feel like, like a cute little, there was sort of a, uh, like a, it was almost like a paternal sort of feeling that you could feel that Idris had towards him. Like yeah, just paternal. So- <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Well, to me, it was yeah. It was like this is my rogue nephew. I've got to keep under control. But maybe that's because I saw Hunt for the Wilder People's trailer before this. But yeah, no, I d- I didn't get that kind of chemistry between them. But I did get like a that kind of relationship. I was just like make out. I don't know. Maybe it's just um, a holdover from from uh, the fact that Richard Madden looks so much like Bucky in this movie. Yeah. Um, he really, he's got like the stubble and the, when he pulls his hat down low, he looks a lot like Bucky. Yeah. Yeah. And the, all the hoods and stuff and all the hiding and, and yeah. he, there's the whole, there's a whole scene where he's like got a, there's people coming to his apartment. He's got to climb out the window and we just saw Civil War like two weeks ago. So yeah. Although Sebastian Stan is much bigger in that movie than uh, Merchant Madden is in this movie. Yeah. Although but also then Sebastian looks, Stan was see, in Winter Soldier. So Yeah, but, but Richard Madden looks small in this movie because he's next to Idris Elba. But there's a scene of the two of them walking along a, a corridor next to one another and there's probably only about two inches difference in their heights. It's just that Idris Elba is so big and imposing and focus-pulling. I feel like that. I feel like he was shorter than that. but uh, uh, Maybe, I don't not, know. Not quite as short as French RDJ. No, yes, French Robert Downey Jr. was the um, <laughs> head of French intelligence. Um, he, he was so much like Robert Downey Jr. in this. I thought it was him for a minute. I was like, oh, right, he's, he has he's gone like, naturally grey. Like he's he's stopped dyeing his hair and he's, you know, I, I genuinely thought it was him for just a minute or two. Um, it, Yeah, he's like physicality is not the same, but he does a lot of the same facial expressions. Yeah, and, and he the has eyes, like, the eyes, eyes. Right, but like with like, like I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> There's like rings around his eyes that look exactly the same as RDJ's, mm. and and uh, a couple of his um expressions and his mannerisms were very similar. It's like he'd watched all of the Iron Man movies and then walked onto set yeah. or something. He was really Ho- Jose Garcia is the actor's name. There you go, Jose um, Garcia. He reminded me a lot, uh, especially once you pointed it out. Then I couldn't stop seeing it. Mm. Um, and I, before that, I was like, who does he remind me of? Mm. Uh yeah no he um so we've got French RDJ and and British Bucky yep and the, but there was also a French Henry Cavill as one of the like one of the terrorist foot soldiers I didn't pick that one up yeah he really I, defined cheekbones he was he was the one who asked uh, oh this might have been when you had your toilet break um there was a bit where um the the head of that the group of terrorists in the cops you know was rallying the troops and he asked a question you know is this the right thing to do or should we no no that head? was much earlier in the movie yeah. I remember that he was the guy in the back of the car. 
who was like, we shouldn't have trusted a girl. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, French Henry yeah, Cavill. Yeah, I just didn't. I didn't see that one. I mean, you didn't say it until after he was. He was. Yeah, like, because just being yes, killed right. in the car. You'd had so. a toilet break, and I had to explain that for, that she'd recognised French Henry Cavill. Yes, and that French Robert Downey Jr. had murdered someone else. Yeah, um, I didn't. Know, I didn't actually mean to get into too many spoilers, but we have. Oh well. Um, because I kind of want to record a spoiler warning. Yeah, because I kind of want to encourage people to um to watch it. So I'm. Mm. Well, we need to. I mean, yeah, really, we people need to should talk about it, but people really need to watch movies before they listen to the podcast. Because we, the, there's no way to do a half hour podcast without doing any spoilers no. on them. No, that is true. Um, yeah. So, um, Kelly Riley as well. She was really good in this, but I did find the accent distracting. And the hair. I found the hair distracting. I know it's oh, her yeah, real her hair, hair but I was like, that is a wig and a half. It looked like the bad blonde wig that Zoe puts on at the beginning when she's going to go and bomb the place. And you're like, no, that's not a wig at all. Yeah. <laughs> she's such a bad wig. Right. And, and that's what Kelly Riley's looking at. But, I know, but now that you've pointed it out that she was um, Mary Watson in the, the RDJ um, Sherlock Holmes movies, I'm like, yes, of course. Yeah. That is her hair. That is her real hair. But yeah. Yeah. She was great. And she had this uh, really interesting relationship with the French... RDJ, like the the head of police, oh, yeah. was really quite an interesting relationship that well, they were keep. She was keeping secrets from him, and um, and it was really interesting to. See. I I liked the. Uh, I think the writing was kind of clever. The way that the plot worked and the way that this guy mm. who was totally uninvolved kind of got sucked up into it. Um, was really interesting and really fun, and you really felt for Richard Madden because oh, he was yeah. just kind of like, I don't know what to do. Like, well, yeah, because he's a criminal, but he's not a terrorist. He's yeah. just like a petty criminal. Like he's the kind of. Uh, um, I think it was interesting. They didn't go into it much, but Idris Elba talks about how he hates thieves. He's and that's interesting too because, like, as a normal person, you kind of hate pickpockets because that's horrifying, and you know, thought of losing your wallet or your phone or whatever is you know scary. But at the same time, you're like, well, you know. There is actually a hierarchy of criminals, and he didn't mean to blow anybody up. But I was—I thought that was really interesting. That I think the whole the whole plot was very well structured. I was never ever bored through the yeah. whole thing, and it is actually unpredictable as well. Like it's—it's—it's uh-huh. it's, it's, you don't really know what's happening and how it all ties together until later. Although I did figure out very early on that they weren't real terrorists and that they were diehard type terrorists. Well, they, but they are real terrorists. They're just also cops. No, I. That, no, but they're not real terrorists because oh, they're, they're not, trying to steal something. They're not trying to. Yeah, real. I mean, terrorists well, are aiming to bring attention to a cause by killing people. It's it's awful, but it's not the same as killing people in order to distract you from stealing a whole lot money. of money. Yeah, like it it it's yeah. a whole well, different and, ball and, game. And, but they but they were also riling up political factions. Like they were trying to get the city on. Yes, um, but they weren't doing itch. that because they had any particular political affiliation. They were only doing that in order to get the money. Yeah, but I also thought that was the most interesting part of the whole thing, just given like the way um, Paris and – but also like France and Belgium in general, like all the stuff that's going on there now with um, acts of terrorism that have happened, but also all the all, all of the anti-Muslim and anti-immigrant feeling that that stirred up and – and all of the, you know, and then consequently all of the fascist parties and stuff that are rising up. Like, I thought that was a really interesting backdrop to put it all against. Well, that's more of that having your cake and eating it too kind of idea is that they went for 
not real terrorists, like fake diehard terrorists, right? Well, but at the same time, they, they, because they didn't use any particular group as the terrorists, they put up a wall so that they could look at all, look through at all of these groups and go like, oh, the leftists are protesting and, and causing all this like chaos in the streets. And then the fascists are, um, hurting people and, and like the people are really upset about what the fascists are doing and all yeah. that sort of, and they could they could look through that, and and look at all these different ideas without directly becoming involved in it and taking a stance in any at any position in the movie by removing themselves from all of that and making the terrorists right. just crooked police who wanted to steal a bunch of money. But about this, that also plays into the fact that like that police are in the in the spotlight at the moment as being sources of people you can't trust. You know, yes. I think so, but and also they they also got around that um, Islamophobic but, bit by not making the terrorists they made the terrorists white guys, which I think who framed Muslims, yeah, as well. who framed Muslims. So it sort of made it that that I thought was quite well. There handled. was one non-white guy in the group of terrorists, mm. the one kind of token non-white guy. Yeah, um, but yeah, also um, but you still have like the noble cop who's the like second in command mm-hmm. guy to the um kind of French Hardy J, yeah. yeah. With the beard. Mm. So you still have like a good, so they're just basically going, oh, no, not all cops are bad. It's just that these ones want to steal money and that, that's not like a reflection on police. I think that, that what they were doing was sort of looking at the political station, uh, situation in Paris without taking a stand on any of those particular issues. Right. But also the conspiracy went all the way up to the man who was in charge of French intelligence and who was also like briefing the media under the under the banner of the Ministry of yeah. the Interior. I like, think that's as much about mistrust of um pl- of of, yeah, exactly. authority figures, yeah. but I think it's also about, as, as much as it's that, I think it's also about having a twist. <laughs> this True. is a guy that we have seen all the way through the movie. Oh, my God, he's involved. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. that's the twist, he's right? He's killed the yeah, person we like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have to have the twist, so mm. um, I think that's as much about that as it is. I, I do think the movie's trying not to take any kind yeah. of – Political stance, which I think it, I think it actually does it well because you you aren't dealing with the um, problematic aspects of having you know generic brown terrorists, right? And having a person of color in the lead or the co lead, I think really Idris mm. Elba and Richard Madden are co leads in this movie. Yep. But having him, hey, there, he's, he, but he's also the moral center. He's the good guy. I think they're kind of co moral centers, really. Yeah. Because as as b- compromised moral centers, yes, as far exactly. as they go. As Richard Madden points out, he's not always like threatening to kill people and beating people up in order to yeah. do what he what he does. He mm-hmm. just steals things. Whereas Idris Elba kind of doesn't seem to take too much. Um, he doesn't seem to mind too much threatening completely innocent people. Or like that time when he or was r- chasing running through the market and he's just b- banging into people. Yes, at that size, I think he doesn't have a choice. Yeah. But also, like, the, the one that gets me is he's chasing Richard Madden through a bunch of apartments and he chases him into this guy's apartment and mm, Richard Madden mm. is running away from Idris Elba and then he, Idris Elba gets on top of him. So the guy who owns the apartment pulls Idris Elba off, which I thought was kind of sweet. Mm. Like, cause the guy doesn't know that this guy's a criminal. It just looks like somebody came into their house and just started beating on a guy. Yeah. So he tries to be- pull him off and then Idris Elba turns around and smacks that guy. And yeah. I'm like, is that necessary? You do- could really get him away from you fairly easily without doing that. He's and, much smaller than you. And are. also you smashed into his apartment while he was eating his cereal. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, this guy is just trying to do the right thing and he mm. just starts beating on him. Um, so yeah, that was, I mean, it was interesting. Like they, you know, they actually set up a, a buddy cop kind of movie mm. where they were both flawed rather than and one it, being yeah, great was, and the other one not being great. It was great. a good setup. Without, 
And without doing that, oh, this one's really relaxed, but this one's really uptight. It was actually a good setup for a buddy cop movie. I would have liked it if they'd given Zoe a bit more to do, like a bit more of character. But still, it was good that they she joined in the little body buddy cop group. Because that's then, the thing, and that's that, the point it's the at which sexism. I it's the yeah. casual sexism. And that, but that's the point at which I started to feel like it was dad, you know, bringing home the two wayward kids. Yeah, yeah, I can see that at the end of it. But up until that point, there are a couple of scenes just in the car, and then that one in the elevator. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, um, they they do have a good chemistry. I just yeah, I guess I just wasn't looking for that. But I don't know. There's I feel like if Richard Madden had been played by a girl, they definitely would have been making out by the end of the movie. Mm. Um, <laughs> the age gap notwithstanding, yeah. No, well, the age gap would have been fine, right? I mean, if if Richard yeah. Madden was played by a girl, then she'd be like what thirty ish, and Idris Elba is forty ish. That's just normal in movies. Mm. <laughs> would have been fine. Yeah, if Richard Madden had been a girl, they would have been making out at the end of that movie. <laughs> yeah. But the, what they did instead was fine. It was cute. I, I did feel like the ending went a little too long. Like we had the big yeah, ending the big and then hu- yeah. and then uh, Richard Madden walks away and then there's the whole church bit and stuff. And I know they had to kind of have a bit there, but it felt like – I don't like that t- that kind of feeling that time has – like the whole movie is contained within a day or two – and then it's a week later and there's the ending of it. It just, I don't, I always get kind of feel frustrated with that passing of time in movies. Well, yeah, I, you, if it seems unlikely that they've let a week go by with him holding onto the drive and stuff that just. Well, it's a few like days at least, right? Yeah. Like it's, it, it's longer between when that bank heist is finished yeah, than, the and whole thing than the whole movie preceding mm. that. And that always kind of. I've, I always feel a little bit frustrated with that, that you get kind of bored and lose interest in the ending if it, if that happens. It does happens. drag on a little bit, yeah. Um, oh, uh, the whole, you need to keep the, mm, the tension and the yeah. pace up. B- yeah, because, and the pacing is it's supposed to – we start out 36 or something hours before Bastille Day. And Can I also point out how terrible the news segments looked? Because this movie looked pretty good. I, I think they were on a budget, but it still manages to look pretty good for yeah. it. Because, I mean, they can't afford a lot of helicopters. Oh, yeah, and- there's one where yeah you leaned over and were like, that's a toy helicopter. Yeah. And it did kind of look like a toy helicopter, but, you know. And then there's also – and that whole last bit where there's, like, one squad of police – like, the bank is apparently under siege by protesters and they send one helicopter full of police in to secure it. That would never, ever happen in real life. There would be dozens of police going in by helicopter. But yeah, but they were crooked, they, remember? Yeah, exactly. And they only had one helicopter. Yeah. I d- yeah, exactly. And there were certain scenes that kind of – you could feel the pinch a little bit, but it still managed to look really good. And, mm. and at, But those news segments were dreadful. I uh, Yeah. And, yes, um, they were a bit – on, on Neither the of the people playing news anchors felt like real news anchors. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a girl and and a, and an older guy, and both of them were not good news anchors. And also, it was like out of focus, and everything looked really fake. Like the news now looks pretty good. Mm. This didn't look good at all. And there's one shot particularly when the guy is talking, and it zooms in on his mouth. Yeah, and oh, you can see so around the side of his face the part where the the back screen, yeah. and you're like, oh, my God, that's awful. That was Don't really put that on the big screen. Mm, that was weird, wasn't it? Speaking of things not to put on the big screen, Idris Elba shouldn't sing. Oh, yeah, he <laughs> he sings the closing song. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. When we say sing, it's, you know, when William Shatner did a spoken word album, think along those lines. No, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the bits in um, The Lion King in Be Prepared when it's – um. Just at the beginning of it, just before the song comes up, when it's still Jeremy Irons. Oh, oh yes. When he's doing that kind of growly, half singing, half yep, talking thing, yep. and then it switches to 
I think it's Jim Cummings or something. I'm sorry, voice actor people, but it switches to somebody else and they do the rest of the song for him. But like, there's a bit right at the beginning when it's not quite switched over yet, and and he's yeah, like yeah. like leading into a song but not quite singing. That's what Idris Elba sounded like. Yeah, it's it's talk singing. It was not not good. It was bad. It sounds awful. <laughs> he should not be doing music. Well, I mean, he can write music, but not singing. Yeah. It was. It was also really kind of. There was an amazing French rap song yeah. at some point during the thing, and, and and we got a few, and it was played over a really good kind of um, wide shot of the that kept going back to the Sacre Coeur Basilica where it sort of started and ended. Um, and, and why couldn't Richard Madden have been a French character? Easily he could have. Then one of the good guys would have been a, a French person, and then he could have had a buddy cop with some hot young French guy. Yeah, that would have been cute as well. But he could easily have been British. Well. I don't. I don't know about jurisdictionally, but like, I guess this, if the CIA, if it's an American citizen, the CIA can get involved. So, True. like, if it's same as if it had been MI five or six, you know, they could have gotten involved. Yeah, but it's a movie. Citizen. They can get around that. Yeah, I don't know. Or yeah, they could have been Interpol. Like, it's yeah. not. Um, it's a movie, guys. Yeah, <laughs> we can get around that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. They could have made something up. I feel like it was just in the script and then they were, once they cast them, that was too hard to change it or something. Mm. They were like, ah, just go with it. He's from Vegas. Like, (laughs) I, and I kept getting, I had these thoughts of, we'd seen the trailer for Now You See Me 2 beforehand. And so because of all the sleight of hand and the fact that he was from Vegas, I was like, he's a magician. No, 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 he's a pickpocket. No, and there's a lot of similarities as well because Mark Ruffalo is Interpol in those, in the original movie Mm. and, and those guys did steal from people. So it's it's part, yeah, well, it's the same, it's the same skill. Sleight of hand is the same skill, whether you're using it to steal or to do magic. So also I feel like putting Jesse Eisenberg and Dave Franco both in that movie is a mistake because I keep forgetting which one's supposed to be which character. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Especially now Jesse Eisenberg's cut all his hair off. I just couldn't get it straight. I was like, oh, that's right, they're both in it. And Lizzie Kaplan is replacing Isla Fisher. The only one that I could sort of, I was like, oh, yeah, Morgan Freeman was bad. I remember that. Yeah. Mark Ruffalo was in it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to spoil people for the movie, but yeah. Mark Ruffalo was in it. Um, <laughs> no, I did remember what his role was eventually, but at the beginning I was like, yeah, that's right. He was in that movie. Yeah. I don't know. I think the first Now You See Me is kind of like a very slight movie, so you're just it, – it, it's not one that sticks with you particularly well. No. Um, I just knew that Isla Fisher was in it and then she wasn't, but she's pregnant, so. Oh, okay. Mm. Um, yes, so – She was pregnant when right, they were making she did. it. Yeah, anyway. I got, she's I, not, probably not still pregnant. I, I have people are pregnant for that long. Absolutely no idea. Um. <laughs> Uh, where were we? We were talking about. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. The sleight of hand. Yeah, the sleight of hand. That's seen. why I was. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was. I was just going back to like how it was shot though, because I when I was thinking about the rap song, I was thinking about the sort of shots of Paris. Yeah. It kind of uses some of the Paris landmarks, but it also it's really conscious of showing Paris as the city actually is. Mm. Um, lots of you know generic office buildings and gross old warehouses and like real neighborhoods, which I think was quite well done yeah there's a lot of people in co- people of color in this movie as mm-hmm. well yeah, Idris Elba is um, always not a nice character to- I know I always say yeah. character yeah and he's, he's nice to the old ladies that he meets on the in the stairwells yeah. a couple of times that's his demographic yeah but he there's like two really cute scenes where he's very kind to them to the little old ladies which was sweet yeah and one point Richard Madden points it out that was kind of nice but yeah it actually reflects like real Paris there is a lot of diversity the na- there's 
Um, and you can see the difference between like the wealthy neighborhood where the CIA safe house is and the ordinary neighborhoods where the terrorists live and the cops live and mm. the, um, and the other protesters and things like that. Which is why it would have been nice to have more women in the movie. Cause there's two, there's literally two like proper roles for women in this yeah, movie. Yeah. And one of whom has to get killed to, um, further the story. Yeah. Exactly. One of them gets fridged and the other one is, uh, like, uh, Fairly ineffectual. I mean, it is that kind of it, but her role reminds me very much of like in spy movies and, and things. It's always the girl who plays both sides, and women can't be trusted, and all yeah. that sort of stuff. It it just reminds yeah, me of that. Which, and she's also kind of you know, women who have too many political opinions can't be trusted. You know, she's the little idealistic ingenue who got sucked into putting a bomb somewhere. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. And yeah. and like again, if I mean, you know, in another movie, maybe Richard Madden's character would have been a girl. This was more of a buddy cop movie, but if it had been that movie, then I can see how that would go, and they'd probably sexism that up as well. Mm. Um, but maybe making out by the end for sure. Yeah, make Idris Elba's character the woman. That would change things up. Yeah, oh, but I mean, the thing is, it's rare enough for like a, a black man like him to actually get to lead one of these movies. Yes, yeah. So I kind of don't want to take that off him. No, but it could be black and, woman. And- I, I know, I know. Um, like, or, or the guy that he's, like, the guy at the CIA that is his boss could yeah. be a woman. Or the French RDJ character could be a woman. Or his second in command. Or any of the other yeah. people. There's just so many guys in this movie. Even, like, when Zoe goes to that little group of... Uh, oh, the protesters. Protesters. Yeah. And, Almost and, all men. Yep. Well, there are women in that shot, but none of them get lines. No. Oh, no, one of them says, hey, Zoe, it's so good to see you. Like, why Why isn't one of them a woman? Like, it's just yeah. so dude Well, e- e- easily the person she went to for help could have been a woman. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's, there's so many roles in this movie that they didn't have to cast mm. as men, and so many of them are male. And there's no women on this rapid squad thing. No. None at all. Like, not even a token one. And the movie has no compunctions about having violence against women because Idris Elba just, like, slams into Zoe at one point and you're just like, oh, my God, okay. So, well, and we also open with um, Richard Madden doing a con where he has a girl walk naked down the steps of his aquifer. That's right. That didn't bother me that much and I don't no, know why. No, I, I don't know. I all, all I kept thinking was, she's French. She'd definitely have pubic hair. <laughs> but... um. It, but it's still like that's literally that is quite confronting though. Like still, that's that's what we open. That's the opening shot is a woman's tits. No, it isn't. It's very there's, close. There's a couple, yeah. But very yeah, close it is the opening shot. So it is very very like, early on in the movie. And yeah, I mean, it's but that's the. It, I, it's not that bothersome unless you think about it in the context of a movie that has almost no other women coming in. Yes, doing anything. and that is a problem. But the other thing is that that works to set up what he's saying really effectively which is that we're so distracted by that that we're not noticing anything else in the movie. Yeah, which like is it's, the it's, whole point of Now You See Me. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. But it's also the yeah. point of his character in uh, this yeah, movie. And, and, it, it establishes yeah. him really well, and he's not paying any attention to her. Mm. Like, he's doing his job and using... Like yeah. So, I, I think it... Uh, yeah, it is a problem in that in that it's representationally a problem, but within the movie it works quite well. Mm. And Yeah, and it makes sense that that's what he And she's do. not overly sexualized either like the no. camera doesn't like linger on her or anything it's kind of using her as like the a prop the prop the yeah. same way he is which is objectification in a different way mm. um but yeah it it's definitely uh and but also she's also we also see her later like demanding her payment and yeah and also cooperating with the cops and all that kind of stuff so yeah because you tr- can't trust women right anyway we should probably give this movie a score well i feel like no but that she was like 
you could trust women because she did the right thing, even though yes, she I was, know. But our hero was the was because our hero was the guy that she was telling on. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, she, when she went to the cops, she all she did was verify his story, say that no, he's just a pickpocket. He probably right. just stole the yeah. bag, kind of. So it was not. Uh, she wasn't really untrustworthy to anybody. She the what he the best outcome for him would have been for her to you know talk to someone about what he had done because that corroborated his story. But she also gave them the video that gave them a better picture of his face that he, then they put. Yeah, no, on I, I, I get that there was that, but it also yeah. Anyway, there was still there had was a to whole catch bit him. that kind of got me as well though when Idris Elba was like, "Oh, they didn't get a good look at you. You should go in." And I'm like, "Yes, the guy yes, who's all over the I news know. as a terrorist should go into this place because they won't recognize him." Yeah, uh, uh, the because they're already like in this gold Mercedes that they've carjacked. That of course, because the terrorists are police, they know about the carjacking. They always knew where to find them, which I thought was really. But good, at that actually. point, they didn't know the terrorists were police. No. To be fair, no. Uh, but I thought that was very clever though, because it gave the terrorists an advantage. They weren't mm. stupid villains. They they were always one step ahead. Well, that's what I was. Yeah, that's kind of what I was saying before. Is that I liked that they were smart villains mm. and that they weren't idiots all the time. And and um, yeah. It, it, but anyway, it gave actual the, kind of menace and threat to yeah. the movie. Yeah, yeah, but you're totally right. The six foot three black guy, two hundred and twenty odd pounds black guy, the the gold Mercedes, the man whose face has been all over the television. Who, like, who do you send in? Yes, it's actually, you know, because Bucky's face is all over the TV in Civil yeah. War because they think he's a terrorist. Mm. <laughs> As it turns out, Richard Madden is playing Bucky Barnes in this movie. No, yeah, um, but the thing is, like. It's not a particularly mem. I guess there is that aspect of it's not a particularly memorable face. Like he, he looks just like Sebastian Stan, who looks just like young Mark Hamill. Right, they all have the same chin. We'll make that movie when Mark Hamill plays um plays the father to Sebastian Stan as and Richard Madden as brothers. It's gonna be great. They it's, they just all look so alike. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. Sorry, ratings. we were trying to wrap this up. Yeah, I'll probably give it a three and a half. I'm going to give it three. Okay. All right. Thank you very much for listening to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. If you would like to find old episodes or the show notes, they are on our website, silverscreenqueens.com. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash silverscreenqueens or on Twitter at screen underscore queens. And we're also on Tumblr for all your Podameron needs, tumblr.silverscreenqueens.com. We get to do Oscar Isaac movie next week. Yay. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.